World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome. This is an episode of the show. You downloaded it on purpose, so I hope that you know what show it is and what number episode it is. But if you don't know, if you don't know what show it is, welcome. Hi, how are you? You did this I'm by accident, but you've come to the right place. Welcome, first-timers. I'm still not telling you what <laughs> show it is, because that was in the intro. Um... <laughs> This is episode 77, I think. Um, we're doing just a, a relaxed, chill, classic-style creepypodsta. I have with me returning classic-style uh, rectangle with two buttons on it guests. Um, <laughs> one jumps and one runs. Uh, please welcome Kill Forso. Hello, I am made of uh, wood, uh, and I am very classic-style. And Mud Jatterang. Hi, you have to keep blowing on me until I work. <laughs> <laughs> and this episode, we're going to talk about another no sleep story. Uh, it's it was a, a last minute scramble to to get this story to talk about. Judd brought it to us. It was not on our suggestions list. It's called Fran and Jock. It was August's uh, scariest story, best story. It just says August mm. twenty sixth. It doesn't say what award it's, it won. It says August 2016, and then it has a picture of a gold trophy next to it. Yeah, so it so. was some award. <laughs> uh, um, now, Judd, please tell us what happens in this story. Okay, so the story is Fran and Jock. It is actually very, very recent. Um, it was only... It's only 16 days old. On um, that seems weird that it won that August 2016 award. I, Maybe that's the author's flair. Yeah, I think that they they won something in August uh, 2016. Okay, um, so this is a yeah, like it brand. is ah. it is by the author Pippinacious. Pippinacious, if you're listening, yeah, good job, you did it. You made it to the podcast. <laughs> the you did it in August 2016 <laughs> too. Congratulations um, for that, also. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Fran and Jock is a story about, uh, a young woman named Sadie and, uh, Sadie's grandparents, uh, passed away when she was young, kind of too young to, to get to know, ever get to know them. And, uh, before they passed away, um, each of her grandfathers, um, uh, recorded themselves saying, I love you, Sadie. And then they put that recording into um, two little bears. One of them was a little white teddy bear named Fran, and the other one was a little gray teddy bear named Jock. And um, she would squeeze on them, and she, you know, she'd sleep with them, and then squeeze on them, and then they'd say, "I love you, Sadie." And her dad remarks how, uh, you know, when she was a little girl, she would sleep in bed, and he would keep hearing it in the middle of the night. I guess when she was hugging them while she was asleep. Um, but eventually, um, when she grows up, she goes off to college, and she decides to leave the bears behind, which is uh, kind of disappointing to her parents, I guess. But um, she's like, yeah, you know, I don't need them. And one day, she comes back home uh, because her parents are going on vacation, and she's going to uh, house sit for them. 
And so while she's um, unpacking, she's watching TV, and then she comes across her two old bears, Fran and Jock, and um, she takes them with her, you know, brings them in her room and she goes to bed. Um, and in the middle of the night, she's awoken by like a, a really loud sound. And when she first wakes up, right in front of her is one of the bears like laying on its side. And she's like, oh, how'd you get here? Um, and then she keeps hearing this rummaging and, you know, all this noise coming from downstairs in the basement. And all of a sudden, one of the bears just like, just says, get out. And then she's like, whoa, like, am I uh, hallucinating or something? And then uh, the bear just keeps saying, get out louder and louder. And um, each of the bears starts saying it. And then um, one of them just starts saying, uh, I know you're down there. And the other one says, I see you. And then another one says, uh, you take one more step. I'll make sure it's your last. And so she is freaking out, going crazy because two of her favorite little childhood toys are screaming uh, threats at her. And they, and they can't seem to come up with a, uh, with a specific enough string of words to say that <laughs> terrify their granddaughter. <laughs> They'd be like, it's okay, Sadie. Uh, don't worry. I'm not talking to you. Yeah. There's a guy downstairs. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, as it turns as it turns out, um, uh, the bears were not talking to her. The bears were actually talking to an intruder who is downstairs, um, rummaging around, uh, presumably trying to steal. I, I think they, their parents mentioned that there's like a safe with um, some wills and some important documents and other things um, down there um, that are being kept in a safe and in other you know specific bins and and whatnot. And so. Um, yeah, eventually the guy like just gets in his car and leaves and um, she calls the police and the police are like, hey, yeah, we caught the guy. Um, and he said some weird stuff about some, some old men yelling at him or whatever, but you're the only person here. So, <laughs> that's impossible. Um, <laughs> and I have a little sitcom style chuckle about it. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, the story ends with her going back to her apartment and she brought the bears with her um, and she keeps them on the, the TV stand and when she starts to feel a little bit anxious when she's alone, she squeezes them and they say, I love you, Sadie. And then she says, I love you both too. And that's where the story ends. Yeah, this one's a nice little cozy pasta. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not really creepy at all. Nothing it's bad little, happens and the ghosts, <laughs> the ghosts are friendly. It's a little comfy the bad, pasta. The bad guys <laughs> even go to jail too. Like they go to jail. You know <laughs> so what I mean? Like, up in a little bow for you. Yeah, it's not even like you would need to be scared. The ghosts aren't, like, tearing up the bad guys on your behalf. They're just warning you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, this one I thought wasn't scary at all, but is pretty, like, sweet. Um, although it does throw you for a loop, because it seems like it's gonna be scary. It's like, oh no, the bears are haunted, and then it turns out mm, they're nice haunted and not bad haunted. <laughs> Phil, uh, you read this uh, the most recently. It's uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> putting it very nicely, Jeff. Thank you so how much. Did, what a great podcast that? host you are, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> how does um, you feel? Hold on, let him finish it first. Hang on. <laughs> oh my god, Jeff. Uh, no, I thought... Um, uh, maybe it had something to do with the speed at which I was reading it. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought maybe the, I, I thought, I thought, uh, 
You're right. I agree with you that it was very sweet. I thought it was very nice. Um, a little thing, you know, for somebody who loves their grandparents, um, which I actually, I, I'm sort of, uh, I'm dealing with a lot of family stuff at the moment too. So that, that, uh, was sort of kind of like a nice little touch for me. Um, kids, you're going to want to sit down with your grandparent and read this story together. <laughs> yes. And take, take turns reading each paragraph. It's real, it's a real heartwarming one. Let, let, let your grandparents know that you'll be happy that they'll help you stop <laughs> breaking and entering burglaries <laughs> from the grave when they're dead. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was... Uh, I guess I talking about uh, the story that we read last week. Feed the pig had a lot of like complex uh, stuff in it. This one was a little. Uh, it was a little simple. Uh, thinking about it now, a little while ago, I like I, a couple minutes ago <laughs> in between when I read it. Now uh, would have said I, I, I might have said I didn't like it too much, but I'm, I'm rethinking it now, and I think it was pretty sweet and little and, and nice. I think it maybe had a little a couple narrative hiccups that I could get caught on, but it is very sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's sort of uh, the negative thing I would say about it is it's sort of insubstantial. Yeah, yeah. What, what, uh, just when I was talking about negative hiccups a second ago, I, f- I feel like this person maybe was envision. I got the sense while reading it that this person was envisioning like a film and just sort of like writing what they saw in the frame instead mm. of maybe trying to like fill out the world. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah, we could have gotten a better sense of her relationship with her family. Um, maybe some other instances of the dolls behaving in an unusual manner before this, like, explicitly supernatural one. Yeah. Um, I often go back to uh, Paranormal Activity, um, the the whole series in, uh, uh, in general, but uh, specifically the uh, first and second movie, and a little bit the third. The way those are paced is so brilliant, um, because up until there's a certain point where all of the supernatural things that happen can be explained away as coincidence or accident, and then something happens uh, at like the... 40 minute mark of the movie where it's like, okay, now we know for sure there's ghosts or something. Because um, <laughs> it's like, uh, well, and sometimes the, um, the viewer is given more information than the characters, so the viewer will know earlier, like, this is definitely a ghost. Um, but then something, it's, I usually call it when, uh, the daytime activity, uh, so, like, all the ghost stuff happens at night, and then, like, they're in the kitchen being like, what's up with all this ghost stuff happening at night? And all the cabinets fly open at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's the point, the turn, where, uh, the characters now know we're in a horror movie and we need to deal with it. And this story doesn't really have any of the lead-up, it just goes straight to, like, okay, these yeah. dolls are haunted. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it would have lengthened the story, too, because this one is also very short. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Go, um, I, I, I like this. I like the story, I guess. Um, you know, at, at the end, um, well, the first, the first time it just starts talking, right? Saying, saying other things than what was recorded into it is, is a little bit creepy. But um, the way that it ends, um, 
it's a, you know that that like classic trope of like you you realize that things are are haunted or maybe like never going to be the same and then that's like you're just ac- accepting it you know like there's it's obvious that there's a supernatural presence it's around you don't really know what the circumstances are regarding it like you do know that you're dead grandparents are in a way like communicating with you um and she's like totally accepting of that they like saved her life one time and she's just like oh i love you too i love you both too creepy you know grandpa bears that uh can talk and say other things like just whenever they feel like (laughs) i guess these are regular yeah i mean it's 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 just a little unsettling like she's just too maybe a little too comfortable with that um yeah i I imagine this turning into like a like a like a buddy crime like crime solving (laughs) comedy afterwards about this girl and or these two bears they go and solve crimes (laughs) together yeah it's uh it is, yeah. I definitely get get that vibe for sure. It's like this isn't how <laughs> this isn't how ghost stories work. They're not. <laughs> there's supposed to be a downside to. Uh, like if I, you read if you read any haunted doll story on like Craigslist or eBay, they're all like, mm, I have to get rid of this because it's haunted and bad. Um, I I agree with what. Um, Phil was saying earlier, I think, and what, and, and what you were saying too, Jeff, actually, about how, um, you know, they were just describing what was in frame and not necessarily like any mm. background information. Like it definitely could have uh, benefited from them talking about how Sadie feels in that moment or, you know, what, what was kind of going through her head instead of just um, a stream of, of sentences describing like the things that are happening exactly in the world, you know, as they occur. Um, yeah. It would have been nice to, to kind of, you know, have her be like, Oh, you know, in her head, like what, what's, what's going on? I can't believe they, they just say like, Oh yeah. You know, um, I heard that. Whoa, that's weird. Am I hearing things? Okay. Well, and that was, that was pretty much it. She just kind of wrote it off after that point. Um, I mean, she was, she was, genuinely afraid but they never really went into how she felt about it anymore after that um and and it could have she... it could have been a little it could have been a little longer there would have been some nice room to flesh out um a little bit more about the bears and definitely her relationship with the grandparents to see why they're so protective of her you know yeah yeah there's also this i'm just scrolled to the sentence on the page and it's bothering me because it's one of the few times we get uh any sense of sadie's inner life despite the fact that this is a first person story um and she she's starting to fall asleep on the sofa and sees that it's just after 11 and she thinks that going to bed just after 11 is early uh yeah yeah that's like regular bedtime even when i was 22 like this character is if i stayed up until midnight i'd be like i'm this is staying up late even if i did that every night i still knew that that's not what normal people do who have like jobs (laughs) and class like she's like oh no i have to go to i'm going to bed so early it's like the news is over what are you Listen, this is probably written by, like, a 19-year-old. Like, well, you know when you're 19 and you don't go to bed until forever, and then, you you know, everything else before that is pretty much just early? Yeah. Like, maybe it's um, just a matter of the author's 
perspective. What's, what's the spookiest part? Oh, it's also, it was cross-posted to Wholesome No Sleep. Uh, cute. Me neither is new information. Yeah, I didn't know about that either. I just clicked on the user uh, and saw that they also posted it over to Wholesome No Sleep. <laughs> Pretty good um, sleep. So, what is the spookiest part of the story for you, Phil? Uh, the spookiest part of for me is those outfits those bears are wearing. Oh my <laughs> goodness. What a volcanic ensemble. Um, one of them was wearing like a plaid cap or something. One like of them isn't even wearing a shirt that is hideous. <laughs> Good God. What was he um, this bear? <laughs> uh, what was the spookiest part? Um... Spookiest part was uh, uh, grandparent mortality, which which I'm confronting in my in my in my own life. Um, Judd, before we get to your spookiest part, I'm uh, looking at wholesome no sleep, and this is the only post on the board which was created four days before the story was posted. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to strike out, Pippin Pippinacious is trying to strike out a whole new market. Trying to it was created by someone else though, which is so weird. Uh, yeah, it's it was it's so strange. This whole uh, situation is weirding me out. I'm gonna not look at it anymore. Judd, what's your? Uh, um, I'm gonna. I'm pretty much gonna maintain that the scariest part for me was um, that she kept the bears in the end, and and that you know. <laughs> She's talking back to them, and this is, like, okay for her. She's just like, yeah, this is cool. She's not going to ask, you know, she's not going to grab the old Ouija board and be like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening? Like, can you explain? Tell me more about why you guys are, are you, like, trapped in the bear? Are you temporarily possessing the bear? <laughs> That's right. real. Is, is this, What's, like, a Pokemon situation or, like, their souls <laughs> in the bears and they can come you? out somehow? Yeah, are you in... Like like the story from last week, are you in hell light or diet hell and you're, <laughs> you're right. forced to live inside of a bear um, for the rest of your days? So yeah, are, the, are, yeah. are, the, are these bears uh, forged with soul stones, which right. their grandfather's souls have grafted onto? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they were killed by the dragonborn and put into a soul stone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for me, the spookiest part is there seems to be an implication that the mom, at least, if not both parents, knew that there was some sort of protective ghost in these bears. <laughs> She's like, uh, you should bring them with you when you move out. Mm, no, but really, you should probably bring them with you, right? Uh, yeah. like, I can't, it seems weird that a parent would t want their adult to, child <laughs> to, like, bring child's toys with them? It's probably because they're just sitting in the house they're like, where's Sadie? <laughs> Tell me where Sadie is. Bring me to where Sadie is. <laughs> like, can you Sadie. Please, th I mean, these bears, just they just won't shut up. Please, can you just take them with you? I can't no, with, handle with, it anymore. I, I, I don't believe for a second with how sort of skittish that mother is that if she knew that, that there was like a protecting ghost in the bear, she wouldn't want to hoard it for herself. <laughs> What um, about me, Dad? What about me? <laughs> it's always about Sadie. Um, I guess that's all we have to say about this one, right? Do we have any any other words? Mm. No, I don't think so. Yep. 
Oh, yeah, what kind of name is Jacques? Like, I would understand if it was like Jacques. Yeah, when you like when you said Jacques. it to me, I, I searched Jacques. It's That's what I thought it was. Jacques. Jacques, like Jacques, Jacques. Yeah, Jacques. From maybe these are just Jacques Strap. You know, maybe I mean, these are inspired it, so. by. Yeah, it might be like inspired by like this particular author's grandparents or whatever. True. It's also interesting that one of them has like Weird. Fran is not usually a dude's name. Yeah, it's usually uh, it's, the short excuse name me, the... it's Francis, and they just call him Fran. Yeah, I guess that's entirely plausible. Um, so let's get into our plugs, Jed. Where can the people find you? Uh, Twitter.com slash Cephalic Read my tweets and my retweets. Uh, and I'll have a link to that on the page, too. Uh, same with Phil. Where can the people find you? Oh, just over on Twitter, at Sora Agrees. And, of course, you all know that you can find me on Twitter, J3FK. On Patreon, patreon.com slash jeffjk, where for a mere $1 per month, you can get two extra podcasts and a story all made by me. And uh, if you pay more, you can get other things. I don't remember what they are off the top of my head. Uh, someone is giving me $15 a month, and I am sending them some comic books. Um, that's fun. Uh, let's um, not mention what the name of this podcast is because from the beginning they still don't know. So <laughs> we're doing great on our search engine yeah. optimization here. No, it's it's in the intro. I have a pre-recorded oh, intro. That's right. That's that's right. That's right. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to repeat myself. Um, so that's all for this week. I know it's a little bit of a short one, but this story is short and also kind of not much to it. Like, uh, dust on the wind. Uh, so that's all we have to say about it. I love you, Sadie. I love you. <laughs> I love you both.